Hello and welcome to the Off Off Menu Podcast podcast with me, John Gilbert, and my co-presenter, me, Dan Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And so uh, every episode we revisit one of the off-menu podcasts um, presented by James Acaster and Ed Gamble, and we talk through um, their guest and their choices and scrutinise and appraise and um, just waffle on really a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's what. That's how podcasts work. Exactly, exactly. So mm. this is our third episode, um, and this week's, um, I was going to say our guest, but the guest in the restaurant was Richmond Osmond. <laughs> Richmond Osmond, that's the one. What's that from, Richmond Osmond? I, I don't know, I don't know. I feel like, so um, I think, well, it's it's quite a long story, but Basically, he he obviously presents House of Games, is mm. that right? And um, and I think we d- uh, during the first lockdown when everyone was quizzing, um, we did a friends quiz with um, some friends, obviously, and they did a uh, House of Games theme, but they messed it up. They got one of the questions seriously wrong. I'm over it now, okay. but the question was. Longest country uh, name that has won the Eurovision. Oh, right, okay. And what would you say to that, Dan? Um, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Okay, well, I think that might have... <laughs> do, I, I don't think they've won the uh, the Eurovision, but I oh, think Azerbaijan... Won, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so, as a, so I think something like Azerbaijan was up there or something. I thought... Brilliant. My forte, United Kingdom. Uh-huh. Not there. Oh. Why not? Don't know. Okay. So, so in my anger, I called Richard Osman, Richmond Osman, <laughs> okay. and now it's quite hard to distinguish the two, so I just go for it. I just call him Richmond. I think it sounds good. I hope he doesn't mind. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. Richmond no, Osmond. No. But before we get into his menu, is have you got any food news? Oh yeah, food, Dan? food news. Um, we're gonna. This is our first um, uh, um, pick up of a of a little um, theme that we're doing. I did. I made um, cauliflower pilaf for dinner tonight, which is um, nice. Involved roast roasted cauliflower, which is the first time I've well, we had roasted cauliflower for the first time at Christmas. I know it's pretty good. Okay. It's a, it's a game changer in my opinion. Um, I've seen it on the tally and stuff, but I always thought it was a bit like, uh, but it's uh, it's really good. I can recommend that. Have mm-hmm. you ever had a roasted cauliflower? Um, I feel like I have, in one of those trendy restaurants where they, they uh, go, okay. oh, you know, we don't do Sunday roasts or nut loaves. Um, we do. We're gonna um, roast a courgette, and that's your roast dinner, or the roasted cauliflower. And it was nice. The roast cauliflower that I have had was really nice. Mm. But how they served it, it was a place in Manchester. But how they served it was just the whole cauliflower, and they roasted the whole thing. Did someone have to carve it like it was a big joint of meat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, okay. No, it was uh, it was nice. It was no, nice. I think it's pretty good. So I'm behind the uh, the trend, obviously, but that's all right. Well, you're here now. I am now. Yeah. Coming in with it. Um, my food news. Um, okay. Well, um, uh, uh, over Christmas, uh, continuing the Christmas theme, um, um, Vianetta released a um, biscotti flavored Vianetta. Biscotti, taste, biscotti, yeah. Which um, taste of biscoff? Not exactly, but um, mm-hmm. so so we we picked up one of them, and I had some last night. I've had a, a couple of um, carvings of it. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, and yeah, I had one last night, and it is really good. Oh, it's limited mate. edition, so if you want it, um, uh, I guess you probably have to get it while it's hot or cold. And <laughs> um, as far as I know, all supermarkets have them, but I got mine from Sainsbury's. I've never seen that. But that's not yeah. they're not doing it now, probably because it's not Christmas anymore. Well, you don't know where these things do, oh, you? mate. That's like yeah. So that's that was uh, very, that is very nice. Yeah. Mm. Oh, we're gonna get onto the Vionetta, of course, later. So Richmond, Richmond, Osmond. Yes, yes. Um, what do you think of what do you think of the episode, and what do you think of him and his menu? Right. I, I Richmond Osmond is one of my favourite guests on anything. I think I think he's he's yeah. just great value for money and genuinely funny. <laughs> So yeah. it's always enjoyable seeing him come like, pop up on something, uh, especially podcasts where there's kind of free reign. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I enjoyed the chat, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I like Rich Richmond, 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 Richard. Richmond. <laughs> That's Rich. a new one. I like Richie Rich. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was a good episode. I think it was better better than. Yeah. Um, I was looking through like the list, and I think there's some good people. This series, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like mm-hmm. Race Dent was a little bit of a downer okay. in a way. Yeah. Like compare, like you do Grace Dent, and then next you've got Richard Osmond, and it's just like such, mm-hmm. such a. Much, I don't know. I just preferred it. I think, and I felt like, yeah, better. Well. Richmond just offers, you know, he, <clears throat> as you say, he's just good value. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, he's the kind of person that is always going to be on form, and, and he doesn't have to try either. No. Like, when, when he talks about, and I think he was a good person to have early on in the development of the of the podcast, because he questions the format. Yeah. And, and, and it just it's quite a natural thing and you know you can tell he's come from a TV producer background yeah because he'll question those things and go well that doesn't make sense why would you do that mm. um, but because of his dry humor it, it does work quite well he's just good value isn't it you could have him I think uh, if it would almost be a good dream dinner party guest you know that when yeah. you pick your five or six um, and I think someone like that, you know, just knowing that he's gonna steady the ship. Yeah. When you've got Gandhi and <laughs> Muhammad Ali sat either side, I think Richmond Osman yeah. is a is a good person to kind of you know cool those nerves a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. It's a safe pair of hands. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I um I forget the timeline of like podcasts that he's been on, but. Did, have you heard the horn section one, which he's on? Mm-hmm, yeah. Love it. That's, like, one of my favourite podcast moments ever, where he's singing R. Kelly's Ignition <laughs> and then doing the, the analysis afterwards. It's just brilliant. Do we need yeah. to mention the secret ingredient? Yeah, we'll start with the secret ingredient. Coriander, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I like it. I like it too. Yeah. But I don't think... I think I can get why people don't like it and why people feel it's overused but I don't really feel that I think it whenever it's mm. in a dish that I have it's like oh that's a bit exciting mm. Tastes gives a bit of a fresh lift to it yeah people say it tastes soapy um, and I think there's also studies that say it's um, it's hereditary as well so if if, um, if you don't like it then there's a good chance your parents and grandparents don't oh. like it Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. I mean, the the probably the only place I don't like it is in uh, carrot and coriander soup. Yeah. Which 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 came up, but then you get different mm-hmm. types. I think is it more ground coriander in carrot and coriander mm-hmm. soup rather than fresh leaf coriander? And that, that's yeah. a different kind of so d- there's... taste. Yeah, different. The different forms have different kind of intensities, mm-hmm. don't they? Um, but yeah, I would. I'd maybe agree with that as well. Yeah. yeah, I think the carrot is the is the 
the main guest of the soup party there. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, so, um, peanuts um, were mentioned, the yeah. Five Guys peanuts. Have you, uh, have you ever tried the Five Guys peanuts? Yes. Yes, couldn't get enough of them. You like them? Yeah, they're great. <laughs> Brilliant, aren't they? The first time I walked in and saw a big box of peanuts, I thought, what has happened here? Because as a burger restaurant, you wouldn't associate a big box of nuts no. as being kind of the, you know, the thing that has to be there. No, no. So I, I think I came to Five Guys late as well, so um, the first time we went, I'd heard a lot about it already, but not the nuts, and that was just kind of an extra bonus. Um, yeah. So I kind of like got very excited with the free nuts and kind of um, <laughs> loaded up <laughs> in like a cup of thing, and it was like just chuck chomping them while I was waiting and then they say you're not allowed to take them at the restaurant aren't you but I was like screw that who's where's the nut police yeah. outside five it's, guys because like, of people in the public have allergies to peanuts but there's rogue peanuts everywhere yeah so but I also I particularly like the joke which I've used a couple of times as well or keep remembering that <laughs> it was called six guys and then one of them ordered too many peanuts I think that's a solid, brilliant joke. <laughs> yeah, a very good joke. I can't remember who originally came up they with said, that. James they, did they said say, Tom Neenan. That's yeah, it, yeah. I think that's. I think I keep remembering that joke, but I couldn't remember where it come from, and then I heard it again with that, and it just uh, it reminded me, and it did make me <laughs> did make me laugh, give me a little chuckle. It's just yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the nuts from Five Guys, I could you know, and, and it's and it's the fact that you have to do the legwork as well. They're not just there already peanutted. You do have to break them yeah. out of the shell and you know do all the legwork there as well, which I like. How are they salty inside though? Because hmm. the, the the they're salted peanuts. Yeah. But they're in their shells. Have they got a little Five Guys man injecting salt solution into them, or I, I don't know. I think yeah. I, I think what happens is they take it out of the shell, salt <laughs> it, and then glue it back together. Okay, well, that's good to know. It's sad to think that yeah. that might not be a thing anymore. Once yeah, you know, in this world we're living in at the moment. Just because I can imagine there's probably a lot of germs on those nuts. Oh yeah, it's not sanitary no. at all. And I think even Ed questioned the kind of the 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 kind of you know the cleanliness of them. At, at even you know a few years back when they did that recording. Yeah. Um, there were like maybe it will come back in a different form. I don't maybe. know. They're at crotch level as well, which is a bit disconcerting if you think about it too much. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, maybe it's one of those things we'll lament in years to come. Like, remember? Yeah. We used to get just a handful of peanuts at Five Guys. <laughs> you can tell the joke again. <laughs> Do that joke. <laughs> tell your children. Do you know? Used to be called Six Guys. <laughs> So, um, so water. Um, Richmond went for tap water. For environmental reasons, he says. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I feel like that the um, format is kind of starting to settle in now a bit into. I thought, well, I think he kind of honed it a little bit, didn't he? But um, yeah, 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 because he kind of flitted around and he said about like, sparkling as a treat and all that, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think you know. I think that reason will come up a lot of the still water um, from a tap. And then you said you know it allows you to buy a more expensive main, which I get. Yeah. Because you know you'll spend two pounds on a on a bottle of water. That's two pounds that can go towards your delicious Five Guys burger. That's quite true. I still stand yeah. by my. My 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 uh, stance that I don't care what it is as long as there's a shot of Vimto next to it. So 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Then no change, no change. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Have you got anything? Yeah. Any other, other comments on? It's not really like you can say about water. There isn't. There's, the there isn't. I think until someone picks like a really one of those fancy waters, which is like sucked off a uh, a roof in Papua New Guinea or something, mm-hmm. or like distilled from palm trees or I don't know. Joe, so I, I have got something to say about water actually. <laughs> okay. Now that you've said that, <laughs> so I was filming the Voice Kids. Um, uh, for those that don't know, my background is in working in television, and I was working on the Voice Kids mm. a couple of years back, and um, and we were filming this Russian opera singer kid, um, in and we set him up. Um, his little VT was in a Russian shop buying sweets because you know we wanted to live by every stereotype and have him marching down the road with a <laughs> Russian anthem oh. playing, and and the and the mum said to me I'm going to buy you the best bottle of water you will ever have in Russia everyone drinks it it's the best bottle of water it tastes so fresh it's from the mountains in Russia it's so fresh and so clean you'll never have anything like it so she bought me it and I said thank you very much that's very kind of you I opened it and it was disgusting it tasted of fish it was like it was like fish water. Was she pranking you because you mocked her child? No, no. <laughs> I don't. Well, maybe. Because you got them doing like Cossack dancing for the VT. <laughs> yes, I would buy. A, I'm going to buy you the best water. Careful. In Russia. <laughs> Did you put Vimto in it? Did that make it any better? No, away. no, I. I I I had like a few sips and thought, ah, oh, that's such a shame. It was a nice glass bottle as well, but it just you know wasn't for me. I mean, I'm sure there's probably a lot of people interested in your career on the voice, but that's not what this this podcast is. So we <laughs> yeah. must never talk of it again. I I will never mention it again <laughs> unless it's food related. Like I saw Will I Am eating a uh, beef burger or something, or but. Uh, I might have done, but I'm I'm not going to tell yeah. tell you because that's not what the show's about. <laughs> it's not what it's about, In, unless it comes up, which it, pro- which it, it probably yeah. won't. Um, the 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 next part is obviously papadoms or bread. Bread or papadoms. James, James shouted, "Bread or papadoms." Yeah. How did that sit with you? I, th- I thought it was very loud. Like yeah. I felt like that's probably the loudest time he shouted it. Like it sounded like he screamed it. One of them. Yeah. But um, I think it was probably in the moments. I think it, we haven't had a bread. I don't know. Did we get a bread of poppadoms after after this one? Um. So we so we got. For Richmond said, "I'll have poppadoms," but then just talked about. I know he said bread, didn't he? he said bread, yeah. but with warm butter. Yeah, so so we got a bread for this one, um, but yeah, I don't I don't know where where we, what we get after this. I think you know, we'll have to listen to it and and go back on this. Right. And, and I yeah. think it's kind of formulating. It's like it's, it's, it's growing into something. It's obviously the first time it's mm. one uh, that we've had the shouting of it, and it's just the it's just mm. the wrong way around. Yeah, he's nearly, nearly there. there. Maybe next week he'll say he'll say Papa Dom's or beard, and we'll know he's so close then. Or Papa John's, or bread. It's <laughs> <laughs> a different, yeah, different question. There you go. Yeah, they talked. Um, I mean, he didn't pick any specific bread. It was just bread, warm with soft, salty butter. And they had to go at the. Uh, yeah. It had to be soft because. The uh, the spreading of the butter needed to to be um, something. Um, I was going to say about yeah. the uh, the raw butter thing that they were talking about. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember when you used to eat when you used to eat butter like it was cheese? Like you just have a <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, no. Oh, you have a, a little slice of butter. How, how much of a slice? It's like a cheese. You know when you slice a bit of cheese off? Yeah. Just that amount. I really don't... How old was I? Four or five. Yeah, I really don't remember that, Dan. And, and what's even more strange is... Um, I don't know if you watch Bake Off, but they had Raul, who was an ex-winner. Oh, yeah. And there was a bit in um, one of the special Christmas episodes where he eats a knob of butter, okay. and I almost was sick. Oh, there you go. It was just you know, it was one that, quite horrifying to watch. But that's obviously there not. You go. Maybe I maybe you stood at one time and it stuck with me. Yeah, I, I, that doesn't sit well with me. I'm I'm disappointed in myself for doing. I think that. I always used to quite like spreadable butter. Well, I still do. But I, I don't mind um, having a bit of butter that isn't melted on mm. a, a nice bit of bread. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to have a mixture, isn't it? Sometimes you yeah. want that kind of little little taste of cold, mm. creamy butter sure. on your toast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Dan, um, define oil. <laughs> I was going to say that to you. <laughs> Define it, Dan. Don't, don't, come on. There's different types of oil, isn't there? But define oil. <laughs> oh, I'm not, it's not, uh, I, I don't know. I can't, it's, a, it's a physics question or chemistry. I'm not, that's not me. I wish this had made it into a format point for the rest <laughs> of their show. Every guest, James just shouts out, define oil. <laughs> No, it's. I think the best. I think the best analysis was maybe sloppy water. Yeah, sloppy water. Oh no, slippery, slippery water. Sorry. It's weird, isn't it, that oil can be both oil, as in oil, crude oil, and it can be mm. olive oil or avocado oil or one of those. Yeah. You can get oil out of anything, can't you? Really, peanut oil. Vegetable oil. Where, yeah. like vegetable oil. What what vegetables yeah. is that from? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, anyone who's in the oil industry, if you, if you have any insight into this, then feel free to contact us. And, and that's anyone, like you know, if even if it's crude oil industry, if if you can tell us what vegetables are in vegetable. Yeah. Well, just have a guess, you know. Onion? We'll take your word on it. Onion. Onion oil. I'd have to, like, carrots maybe sometimes have a, a bit of an oily texture, but that's usually when they're coated in oil. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. They do have more of an oily texture yeah. when they're coated in oil. Yeah, but I, I couldn't tell you. But oil's in it, you know, everything. We, we oil, don't we, humans? We eat oil. You know, sometimes you... Well, no, we extract oil. Oh, yeah. I suppose if you have oily skin. Yeah, oily, oily skin, hair. Your hair gets greasy, yeah. yeah. So, you know, where, where's human oil <laughs> that you can dip your bread I don't know, in? Could you, you could do that, I suppose. I don't know if it's very nice. There's probably some people who do that. I don't think... Like the, the breast milk people. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I'd like to see it done. I think it'd be easier than you think to make human oil. Oh, I don't know. And I would like to do a taste test on that. <laughs> well, maybe once COVID's out of the way, you can do that. You'd have to taste someone else's oil, wouldn't you? You'd have to be farmed unless you were very oily yourself. Um, yeah. So, so that's another question for anyone who works in oil. How much... How much? How many humans would it take to make a little pot of human oil? Mm. Um, what did you think about the talk about the seventies starters of orange juice, melon, or prawn cocktail? I, I feel like I I've had orange juice. Yeah, I think starter. I have. I don't think that's too much of a surprise. It's not really a proper starter, though. I think it was... No, no of course it isn't. No, it's it's a drink. It's a... 
it's definitely not a start. There will have been places that I went as a young boy before you were born, probably where those things were the only things on the menu. Because yeah. I'm nearly that old. But mm-hmm. like, if it was if, it, if there's like a seventies theme restaurant now where they have them, I'd rather have nothing. Because I orange juice gives me acid reflux. Melon can just fuck off. Because yeah. what's the yeah. point? Yeah. Unless you have a pudding or I don't know breakfast buffet or something and prawn cocktail. Yeah. Never had one. And does, no, and doesn't no. appeal cold prawns. No. No. Uh, I, I, you know, I'd have the orange juice just because I like orange juice. But you know, I wouldn't. The problem is if if we went to a seventies themed restaurant now, they'd have orange juice, but they'd charge seven pound yeah, for it. They would yeah. In which case I wouldn't go. No. I'd just go home and have a glass of orange juice. I don't think I'd want to go to a seventies themed restaurant either, to be honest. Mm. No, it wouldn't be nice. Jimmy Savile waiter. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So he chooses anyway, pulled ham and cheese toasty. Yeah, yeah. I think um, a toasted sandwich is you know, it, I think it doesn't get the recognition it deserves. I think. Yeah, they're as they're as good as any other sandwich for sure. And I think a ham and cheese—it's a classic. It's a staple. It yeah, I wouldn't necessarily have one as a starter though. I don't think it's, it's like more as a lunch item. Yeah, I would. Yeah, totally. I would never have. If I was, you know, if it was my dream restaurant, I wouldn't have it. If I was, if it was my dream Costa order. Yeah. Then maybe I would have a a ham and cheese toasty. The uh, and and Dan, have you got a Breville toasty maker? Would you say it's better a, a toasty out of a machine than it is in a shop or a restaurant? We've not got a Breville. We've got one of those like cheap ones that you get from Argos for tenner, which you could you put the mm-hmm. bread in and then everything just squeezes out of it. Um, yeah. And there's no timer on it, so you have to kind of guess when it's done. So I don't. Um, I don't use it anymore. I make my toasties in the frying pan. Yes, the grilled, grilled cheese. cheese sandwich, <clears throat> American yeah. style. Yeah, much tidier, yeah. much tastier, more buttery. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the grilled cheese sandwich, and that's how I how do it as well. You can use thick old bread as well. You don't mm. have to get like stupid thin bread that will fit in your toasty maker. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can still put ham in it or other things. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think the toasty maker is kind of good for certain things. Did you ever like experiment with toasties? Yeah, well, this is something that um, I think you definitely would have done, and Dad did. I think I remember. Yeah, beans, um, beans and cheese would be one. Yeah. I remember him doing like a lamb curry one. Yeah. I've done that. That's really curry. good. Yeah, leftover curry, um, anything really, yeah. Have you experimented much? Yeah, the best one I found was Mars Bar. Yeah, Mars Bar oh, yeah I, can, I can see that being a good one, yeah. yeah. Cool, so, um, oh, and the alternate <coughs> menu that Richard mentioned, where it was Sour Skittles starter, uh, crisps for May, oh, yeah. and then chocolate dessert, would you go to a restaurant like that or not? Oh, I don't know. It depends because if it's just because I didn't understand the cereal restaurant thing for a while, and then I, when I saw that it was like oh they mix the cereals, it was like mm. some kind of cocktail. I was like, well maybe there's some point to that, but I don't know what the point of this is. It's just no. have sweets first, then crisps, then chocolate. Mm. Like I can just do that. Yeah. Not in Richmond. Not Richmond. Shoreditch. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, would you go? No, no. That's uh, I'd I'd rather have real food, I think. Than if if they have like fun crisps and sweets and chocolate, though, I might go because mm. um, there's certain things that you can't get readily, which they might have in the restaurant, like um, like you might be able to get like tootsie rolls as your sweets, and you don't really get yeah. them in this country. I like I like a tootsie roll. 
Um, or the amount of those like those pickle crisps that came up in an episode. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Then um, I the... I really well I think after the first time I listened to this episode as well I tried to find out about that chocolate that James was talking about the uh, Whitakers is it? Whitakers. Yeah, I tried yeah. to find out because he made it sound amazing. Mm. I, I couldn't find that so maybe if they had those things like rare rare chocolates mm. and sweets and things then maybe I'd go but probably not yeah I think I think it would have to be different and the crisp element and I think this was recorded before these kind of restaurants existed but there are crisp restaurants now are there? yeah especially I, th- I remember there was a couple in London sure I think they were what were they called like chipped or something what do they do crisps just crisps yeah is it just like to, you know, be like five pounds and you'd get a a tray of crisps is it like and they'd be like freshly made oh, okay. and warm and different flavoured but they would just be crisps. oh that's alright I mean I'd do that rather than go for like, a pack of Doritos in a restaurant or something nah. if they're like freshly made and they're all warm and ooh you can pick your own toppings. Yeah, I, don't, it's, I just don't see the value in it, really. Oh, I suppose. I like a gimmick, though. It's just a gimmick, isn't it? Yeah, I do. I yeah, do. Like. I do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, so I put down about here about the uh, the buffet game, dressing the food like it's on MasterChef. I thought that was quite good. Yeah, it's a good game, yeah. man. I'd give it a go. Yeah. Especially when the security guard judges them as well. I don't know why he was getting all ag- ag- aggy, sort of like, why are you messing around with the food? It's like, that's what people do at buffets. People do a lot worse. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, security guards, they just like to know what's going on. Yeah. Do you remember that buffet place we went to when you came to visit me? And it was like, uh, what was it called? Tay Barns. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a world food buffet, yeah. but it had like, you could have fish and chips and a Yorkshire pudding with chilli yeah, con carne yeah. in it or something. Yeah, bad times. Sounds good. <laughs> kind of fun. I like I like the novelty of a buffet, and I think that's some, a good thing that you could do at a buffet place mm. to try and make it more entertaining. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not very cool to like buffets, is it? I suppose. There's... Yeah, I feel like they'll become cool again, won't they? Maybe. Eventually, I think there are some good ones, aren't there? Yeah. Like we went to that one in Birmingham, the Chinese kind of all you can eat, mm-hmm. which was kind mm-hmm. of restricted buffet style, but that was very good. Yeah, so we'll go on to mains. Uh, so, Christmas dinner, um, late 70s or early 80s, with turkey and beef, um, no veg. But instead, quality street. <laughs> uh, and um, Richmond would like to time machine his family and play a game of Trivial Pursuit. Um, and he didn't want cranberry sauce, but wanted some bread sauce. So a lot to get our teeth into there. Yeah. Um, thoughts, Dan? I think you've got to have the veg. I, he does strike me as a fussy, a fussy man. Who probably wouldn't yeah. eat his vegetables, but I think that's part. If you go to a carvery or Christmas dinner, that's like some of the best bits, or the veg. Yeah, yeah. Like you need a bit of that to break up. Though it's just like meat and potatoes, which is just a bit boring. Like we had seven types mm. of veg this Christmas, which is like the most we have ever done, and it was brilliant. Mhm. What? Which were? Which were they? Carrots, parsnips. Yeah. Sprouts, cauliflower cheese, red cabbage, um, peas. Peas. Yeah, because Rachel likes peas. My wife Rachel, she she can't have anything unless it's got peas with it. And there was something else, I'm sure. Come on. Parsnips? Did you say parsnips? Yeah, I think I said parsnips. Okay. Maybe there are only six types. Potato? Yeah. That's a type of veg, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of you know good tastes in the veg in a Christmas dinner, especially you know if it's roasted, if it's you know the cauliflower cheese, the red cabbage is you know is is done well, and even the sprouts with the bacon and yeah. um, chestnuts. You know you can make all of those really good, and you could argue that it gets to a point where you don't even eat the meat because you've you've got that much flavour and mm. variety in the veg alone. Yeah, absolutely. No, so I, I, I think there's no point in having a Christmas dinner without all the trimmings. I didn't even mention pigs and blankets, and that's, that's the main yeah. part of Christmas dinner. It's that's, the best part. That's the reason yeah. for the season. <laughs> yeah. That's what they say. It's the true meaning of Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and the quality and on another note, he chose Quality Street as his select um his uh box of choice. Quality Street is the worst one, right? I don't know. I get confused now because there's so many. Yeah. What I kind of want is one that combines the best of Quality Street and the best of Heroes and the best of Celebrations. Yeah, best of box. Yeah, because there's like the Milky Way in whatever that is. That, that, mm. I've no interest in that. Mm. What's that in? Is that a celebration of hero? I think that's celebration. Heroes have bounty. Bounty, they can go away. Um, yeah. Quality streets. I have like those orange creams and stuff like that, and it's just no, no. Mm. So I think they need a a selection. What what do you think the you say that's the worst one? What what's the best one for you? I don't know. I'd have to say um, maybe celebrations. Is that the ones where it's just um, chocolate bars but made small? Well, no. So so you've got your Malteser truffles, which I think they took out yeah. at one point. Um, I hope I hope they're back in. Uh, they had the. The Galaxy, and then the Galaxy Caramel, oh. and then they did the Galaxy Truffle. Oh, yeah. The Galaxy Truffle. Yeah. They were good. Um, they're definitely not in it now. No, they're not. No. Um, Bastards. And I can't remember what else, but they were just, yes. you know, they were just the best. Yes. Yeah, I do remember them now. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Dan? What's your... What's your what would your favourite be? My, oh, I don't know. I say what well, I want a selection. I want the best of box set. Mm. Pretty much. Although I used to really like Quality Street, I think because I really like toffee. There's quite a lot of to- toffee elements in Quality Street, or there were. Because of like the the toffee mm. penny, the toffee stick yeah. thing, the caramel keg. Yeah. But, yeah. But uh, I think there are more exciting things now. I mean, really, yeah. I just want like, those caramel truffles, uh, those galaxy truffles, or just just a box, of or them. just a mix yeah. mixture of them. Actually, no, the best one is the the the, uh, the Lindor um, selection, where it's got different flavors of Lindor because they they are they are the yeah. best chocolates ever. In my yeah, opinion. and I guess I guess they are classed as the as the. In the same yeah. category, but no one ever considers no. them, do they? No, so that would be mine. But they are the best. That would yeah. be mine. Well done, Dan. You found the best chocolate tub there. It's probably like Hotel Chocolat, but I don't. I think that's a bit too fancy for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, and another comment that Richmond made was um, his statement that anything thinner than bacon is not meat. <laughs> You can see it in the news, that headline. Yeah, I get that, I guess. Yeah. It's similar to that one um, about um, anything smaller than a cat is not a dog. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, no, I, 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 I think I kind of agree with that. I mean, t- to be fair, if you, if you got any of that wafer thin ham from the supermarket, there's probably not a lot of meat in that anyway. No, no. It's all water and. Pea starch. Other bits, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 
no so i i agree with that as well i think and 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 i think that's saying a lot because you can get quite thin bacon i don't yeah i don't know what the, the fuss is about thin bacon no i don't get it you want a big thick yeah wedge yeah anyway um he said about they talked about sweet and salty things as well that's why i didn't want cranberry sauce on his dinner do you like mm-hmm. sweet and salty things? Uh, yeah, so, so I'd say I like salted caramel oh. and those kind of things. When it comes to dipping a french fry in milkshake, I'm not as fussed on that. Have you never done that before? No, but you're going to tell me that I did no, that no, as a no, child. No. So. <laughs> I've done it at McDonald's. And yeah, it's right. I don't think it's like groundbreaking yeah. but there's like the hot and cold thing as well with that mm-hmm. which is pretty good I don't know what are you do you like bacon and maple syrup and that kind of oh yeah so yeah um, you know with um, pancakes and that yeah that's that that will do did you ever have that's fine did you ever have the um, banana and bacon milkshake at uh, hickory's I don't think I did, no. Yeah. No. That was a bit... No. So, Hickory, so Hickory's, that's our first mention of it, mm. is maybe one of my favourite restaurants, and it's a smokehouse um, up near uh, the Wirral, and they've got a few out, and they've branched out to kind of the Midlands mm-hmm. and Wales as well now, um, but it's really good food. But I've not tried that milkshake, no. no. They've got one in Coventry, so that's why I've had that one. Um mm-hmm. That was quite good. And it came with like, um, uh, you know when they do drinks and they put like lemon on the side? It came okay. with a vasher of bacon on the side. Oh, okay. Well, that's a nice touch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, five guys um, do a bacon milkshake. Ooh, yeah. I gave yeah. them that probably. Which I think I think's meant to be quite nice yeah. actually. Um, except when you suck up bits of bacon through the straw, it's a bit, bit of a shock. The side dish um, is Berners Tavern mac and cheese, yeah. Oxel mac and cheese. Um, I don't think you would have been to Berners Tavern, but no. did you look it up? Did you see what? It no, I didn't. Like? Oh no, I did. Yeah, I did look it up, yeah. <coughs> it looked quite good. Yeah, it just made me hungry, yeah. though, because I really like those mm-hmm. kind of mac and cheese things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Have you had it? No, but we, we've been to Bonus Tavern for breakfast. Um, and it's very it's pretty good food, actually. It's really nice. Um it's one of those where I wish I'd kind of, you know, we'd gone for mains and and experienced those things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the oxtail mac and cheese sounded sounded pretty good and looked pretty good. And I think mac and cheese, you know, if you if it's done well, it can be like one of the best things, really. Can't yeah. It? What's the best mac and cheese you've had? So there's a place in um, Camden actually. Uh, in the same market that Scroobius Pip chose his halloumi. Okay. Uh, it's the curb market, and they've got a mac and cheese stall there, and they had some really good mac and cheeses. Mm. Um, and I think there was one... The thing is, it's not to mess around too much, is it? But there was one that I think had had bacon in it, um, crispy onions, mm. and it was just so good, so good. And I think where it was when we worked at MasterChef actually, and I'd go and maybe get two of them for lunch on occasion because they were just mm. really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, well recommend it. What about you? So that's it. I, it's coming back. I mean, we got in there earlier, but the best one I had was at Hickory's. Yeah, because I had pulled pork mm-hmm. on it, which was just amazing, and then it had the jalapenos in which was yeah. amazing and it was just like really rich and really nice and 
Oh, that's good mac and cheese. And I've tried to recreate it when I've done pulled pork at home, but it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know, there must be something to it. Special yeah, or something. Yeah. But like that, that's the best one I've ever had. The best mac and cheese, you shouldn't be able to work out how it's done. Yeah. I think it's one of those where you eat it and you go, this is so good. And I, I wouldn't know the process as to which it's been made. Yeah, I think getting the right cheese sauce is a, a good skill. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think I've been drawn in by a few ones which I thought looked good, but weren't. Like the most recent one we had, I think we bought it from Aldi or Lidl. We saw it and fancied it. It was like a lobster, lobster crayfish and crab okay. one. And we, we've not yeah. tried lobster before, so we thought oh, that's a good way to try it probably. And the lobster mm. bit was really nice in it, but the the crab bit was disgusting, and yeah. the crayfish was fine, but um, okay. that was just like there was hardly any macaroni in it. Like the ratios were all off, and mm. you know they just kind of sold it on the name, really. Uh, yeah. You gotta be careful. Yeah, again, it's another one of those gimmicky things, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think there's there's good places to try it for sure, and I think that Burners Tavern, Oxtail Mac and Cheese definitely mm. would be worth a try. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, fa- cool. So no, no, no. Oh, oh no, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, mac and cheese balls. Are you, any of you on that? Mac and cheese balls. I feel like I've had mac and cheese mm. balls, mm. and it really wasn't oh. much. I really, have yeah, you? yeah, and amazing. But you have to get the right ones because you can get really cheap ones. We've had, um, we had them. Like, we brought some from Costco, and they were mm-hmm. big old sort of croquette ball type things, and that the cheese sauce inside was really nice, and they were just oozing. Um, mm. But then we haven't been to Costco for a while, and then my, my wife wanted to get some, um, and we got some from. Uh, Asda or somewhere and they were just disgusting and then we got another uh, box from somewhere else and they just weren't right but um, Mm. they are good and I've been somewhere where I've had it on a burger as well yeah I feel like I have as well maybe that's where I might have tried it Um, I think it's pretty good quite like it yeah yeah I I think yeah for me I I feel like the one time I might have had it was from maybe a takeaway restaurant Mm. or something and they just didn't have much flavour. No. Um, but you know, if they can do it right, then mm. definitely. I think there's, if you could use the, the kind of gimmickiness of all the different toppings on normal mac and cheese and put it in a deep fried ball, then that could be really good. Mm. If you could do a pulled pork one, or anything yeah. like that, that would be really good. I think you can. It's good though. I think uh, they've taken off since the podcast, probably. Maybe thanks to the podcast. But um, yeah. yeah. And what? Wonder what may happen after Who this podcast. Who knows? Who knows? I'd, I'd have it with a Christmas dinner. I quite like that idea. Yeah, I think it good. goes quite yeah. well as well. Yeah. I'll yeah. have to try and persuade Rachel to let me <laughs> next year. So, uh, Richard's dessert, uh, quite simply, a mint Viennetta. Yes. What do you reckon? So, it's not my favourite flavour Viennetta, I would say. I'd no. go classic, just like vanilla, chocolate. Um, I, mean, I think it's a good, I think it's a good call for a pudding. I mean, it sounds yeah. rubbish, because it's just like... Ice cream and chocolate, but this it's made in like there's something special about a bayonetta, like something yeah, kind of yeah. classy. I remember like when we were young, like that'd be like your go-to dinner party pudding. It was seen as yeah. like fancy, and like you, if you were yeah. lucky, if you'd been a good boy, then you might get a slice of bayonetta, and it was just really yeah. good. And yeah. like they're yeah. like a quid now if you go to Morrison's, like plain bayonetta. Yeah, but they're just the marketing of Viennettas. Uh, uh, you know, whoever's on the marketing team for Viennetta has really kind of dropped the ball. Because, you know, the 
all you have to do is cut through one just to know that it's high quality and the 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 crunch like you, you know people pay like two pounds for a magnum yeah because it crunches and, and you go well a vionetta yeah. does that and you get a whole vionetta and it's half the yeah. price there's like definite definite like asmr qualities to cutting into a vionetta i reckon <laughs> but um you say you've got the disc off one that's pretty good so that I was, they're like trying to do something with it maybe but they just need to kick up the arse to try and get the, get the marketing right um, have you ever had the um, Vionetta on a stick from Iceland? No, no. It's amazing. It's like a little mini Vionetta, but it's yeah. like an individual one, and it's on a stick, like a nice lolly. Yeah, okay. That's, Pretty I'll good. definitely give that a go. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen how Vionetta's made? I've know. got this. I've got this. Yeah. It is amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. You talk about, like... You talk about AMSR of mm. going through a Vionetta. Watching how Vionetta's oh. made is just so soothing. Yeah. I mean, I don't really get the ASMR thing, but for me, I, I'd agree that is something that <laughs> I could probably watch in a loop. Um, yeah. I should, maybe should try and get a job there at the, like, the Vionetta factory, because it's just great, isn't it? It's like... Oh, man, I want to watch that video again now. Yeah. I think we could both get jobs there. You on the production line... Yeah, watching those Vionettas get made <laughs> all day long, mm-hmm. and I'll work in the marketing. Yeah, and I'll tell them to double their price because they're undervaluing what they actually make. Think so. um, one of the best things about being an adult, actually, is that you can buy your own Vionetta and slice as much as you want off. Because I think, as a child, you get so excited about the Vionetta, but you always feel a bit shortchanged with the the serving that you get. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's and, good. Uh, and, and one of the joys of being an adult and, you know, the Vionetta I got over Christmas maybe might be one of the first Vionettas I've bought for myself. Okay. Just being able to cut as much as you want off. Yeah. Did no one else, Did you not want to share it or was no one interested in having it with you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've shared it. Okay. But, you know, I... I I'm in charge of the surface. Because I I like Vionetta a lot more than Rachel, so when I buy a Vionetta, she's kind of not really bothered. So I, I kind of get full ownership of it in a way. And wow. she, she might have a bit of it, and that, that's an impressive thing. Mm. Um, yeah. It's, 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 it's a nice thing to be able to do as an adult. It does make you feel like a man. Maybe that's part of the uh, advertising slogan you could do when you're marketing. Yeah. Be an adult. <laughs> Man up. Man, yeah. Use a Vionetta. Yeah. Also, I think, having seen the, the small Vionettas on the stick, I kind of would like to put a big Vionetta on a stick as a big lollipop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's definitely acceptable. Yeah. I don't think anyone judge me for being greedy. Yeah. Um, before we go on to drink... Um, James's mum's peanut butter slice cream. What do you reckon to that? Good idea? What was it again? I got distracted because I was thinking about the Easter eggs, I think. <laughs> uh, it was... I, th- I think it was just um, just peanut butter ice cream but made in a tray and then you just carve it off like a Vionetta. And it's called slice cream. There's not got any chocolate in it. It's just no. ice cream. I don't think it did. It was just peanut butter ice cream. I mean... Sorry, Mrs. A. Caster, but it sounds a bit, a bit lame. Oh, well, there you go. Have I you liked, had the? I um, thought the idea was good. They've got Reese's ice cream. Do you had any of them? No, I'd try oh, them. They're good though. It's like a round chalk ice. It's mm. got peanut butter ice cream and it's got peanut butter swirl in it, which is kind of you know like the Reese's peanut butter's kind of got a white yeah. chocolate swallow quality to it. It's like sweet yeah. and salty. It's that kind of thing again. But it's that's that's a good ice cream that. That's better than uh, peanut butter slice slice cream. Okay. Um, okay. Can I ask I you? you on Because I was thinking about I got distracted by the Easter eggs. What would you have? They talked about having an Easter egg filled up to the top. Yeah, I, like, I think a Mintero is it's maybe the best thing. Otherwise, it's just too dense. It's too sickly. Yeah. 
Um, so I think a Mintero for sure would would be my choice. What about you? Um, dairy milk. Dairy milk. Sol- solid. solid dairy milk. You need a hammer. But that's to that's quite it. easy to do. You could do that now, Dan, if you wanted. You could do. Don't want it though. <laughs> that's really that's really achievable. I think I think Rachel would take exception to me taking a hammer to to the egg in the in the house. And I, I don't want to eat it outside like a like an animal. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I don't think you should be allowed to take a hammer to it. I think you just need to gnaw on it. <laughs> I wouldn't have any teeth left at the end of it. <laughs> And every day you just get your Easter egg out and just have a <laughs> little nibble on it until it's until it's gone. Maybe the way they've done it is good. Although I do, I think they've started to make Easter eggs thicker now, so mm-hmm. you can get you can get ones which are like extra thick shell, mm. which is, that's yeah. quite pleasing. Um, so uh, we finished on the drink, um, Diet Coke. Mm. Um, I think you've talked about uh, well we've talked about fizzy drinks before I'm yeah, not a huge about. Diet Coke fan or Coke fan anyway mm. um, you are but did you say you're more Pepsi than Coke or mm-hmm. yeah yeah. so but it was the first time that we heard the uh, the anecdote the mm. famous James A. Cast anecdote and it went down quite well yeah that's the first time it did yeah just subsequent times it hasn't really Done so well, but yeah, I liked it. I think it's a good, uh, good story. Um, as it, I felt like it was different from other times. <laughs> but I can't, I can't I don't remember know. if it was. I can't remember. I didn't make notes on how I thought it was different. No, but, um, I just, I was just waiting on Ed's reaction to it. As soon as he started <laughs> telling it, I was waiting on. Oh, here we go. But then they went. Oh yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> And then continue, and I was waiting for them to go. What are you talking about? Yeah, but, I like the yeah. fact that it's a recurring anecdote though, because it's really quite boring. <laughs> and I think it'll get to the point where it does become funny again for yeah. everyone, and then it'll just get not funny again. I feel like it's done the cycle of yeah. being not funny, and then I think there was one episode where they got where they told someone who didn't really know who James was. <laughs> And then they got that person to then retell the story. Okay, yeah, I remember that one, yeah. Um, and then it's done the full cycle, and now, if it comes up, it's I look forward to it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It is good. Yeah, I like that. I thought it was interesting what they are saying about the, uh, the marketing, because I never really thought about that, and I think I've definitely just gone for, like, Coke Zero, because it feels, like, more manly. Yeah. So yeah. I, I didn't get that at all. I've, I, I don't know if I've ever had a Coke Zero, so I, I, I couldn't tell you if no. that's a marketing thing or not. But it's maybe interesting it's just, you have though. I don't know. Maybe it's just today someone at work offered me a two liter bottle of Coke, Coke uh, Diet Coke. And mm. I was like, kind of no. But then also it's been set out since Christmas, so maybe that's part of it. Pepsi Max. Maybe. That's the way forward. That was um, the menu of Richmond Osmond. Richmond Osmond. What do you rate that one? Yeah. Um, I'd say there's good elements. I think you know the mac and cheese side for sure. The Christmas dinner. Yeah, I think it's a lazy choice as being the best meal in the world because it probably is but is it that um, mm. you know is it that different I'd say it's a, a C plus in my eyes for that one okay. what about you um, I'd say 6.5 you moved on to a points system it's just how I feel yeah. It doesn't feel B plus, but it feels six point five. Yeah, six point five. We'll have to get some gauge then. We'll have to <laughs> get some kind of scale so we can. Uh, maybe it out. yeah, C. 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 C plus. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to. Again, 
stick with your 6.5, Dan. 6.5. Have confidence in your 6.5, I think, yeah. And it'd be higher if it had vegetables. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. 6.5. Okay, then. Well, (laughs) it's been uh, nice to talk about food again with you, Dan. Yeah, you too, man. Uh, Next episode is Nish Kumar. Oh, yeah, that's a Christmas special. Um, For a Christmas special. um, Not during our Christmas uh, festivities, but it will be nice to review, um, you know, the Christmases that have gone and talk about food and and Nisha's menu as well. Mm. That'd be quite cool to do. Yeah, I think I remember that being quite good. That one. Yeah. So it'd be good to revisit. Yeah. Lovely. Very good. Well, thank you all for listening. Yes, thank you. Stay safe. And. And but um, stay eating. <laughs> is that what we're saying at the end now? I think we should. I think we need like a sign off catchphrase, like yeah. like strictly do. I think we do, yeah. Keep yeah. eating food. Yeah. Keep eating. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Bye. Bye.